Blog Talk Radio. for hitting the download button or whatever button that you hit to find yourself listening to the radio show, The Aftermath. We appreciate it. You got M16 here with my homegirl, Tiki Blue, and she don't give a damn. What up, Tiki, what up, what up? What's so, up, what's up? Uh, I'm super excited. How you doing? I'm cool. I am. I'm super excited, too. It's always good to, you know, hop on, hop on the show the aftermath and talk to exciting guests, which is what we do here. And Tiki, as I understand it, we have someone very exciting to speak with today to introduce our listeners, get to know them, get to know their music. We do. We are going to be talking to Ben Garden today, um, also known as the Melodic melodic Monster. My sorry. My my bad. I got tongue-tied real quick. That's okay. Um. But, uh, yeah, Ben is just probably he's up and coming. Um, he's probably one of the coolest dudes that anybody will ever eat, ever meet. I think that our listeners are really going to enjoy him. Um, it's going to be a little bit of a different experience for some people. He's not just a traditional, just straight-up R&B or straight-up hip-hop. He has a lot of different musical influences, and so you can really um, hear it come through in his music and in his, you know, artistry. So I just think this is going to be just an amazing show. Nice. Looking forward to it. Well, let's get into it. Let's let the uh, the listeners get to know Ben. We're going to bring him in on our, I have to say it, our high-budget welcome that we give everybody because we spare no expense. <laughs> <laughs> we got Ben Garden on the line. Ben, thank you for coming on the radio show, The Aftermath. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you guys for inviting me. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Oh, for sure, absolutely. So uh, bringing you in, you know, Tiki giving you the great intro and everything, if you could just uh, open up things, if you can tell our listeners about your background and how you got started uh, pursuing your career in music. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, we can we can stay here all day and all night talking about that story, so I'll try <laughs> to keep you, give you the abridged version. Um, I mean, honestly, when it just comes down to music in general, you know, something that was – I got to say was uh, somewhat in my family. Um, you know, my mom, she played the drums at church. So just to give a background, my, my dad's a preacher, and then my mom, she's, she's uh, in the school system and whatnot, but she's also, uh, you know, active in the church. And so she also, uh, she played the drums in church, um, and we would go on road trips. And, of course, you know, my parents listened to Sade and, 
jazz and gospel music, of course. Um, but my mom would always listen to Paul McCartney and Wings every time we went on a road trip. And so with Paul McCartney, you know, with him being one of the Beatles, his music was very, you know, just all over the place, you know, and just, just great with all the uh, changes in, in the music composition and stuff like that. And so from that, I don't know, it gets music just, I don't know, I just knew music was something that I wanted um, to be into. And then, of course, you know, you get into hip-hop. And, you know, when I was in high school, I was a rapper, freestyling with the boys outside in the back of the school, running from the security guards so they don't catch us, you know, beating on the lunch table and whatnot. You know, I was really into uh, No Limit and uh, cash money and stuff like that. So, you know, I was heavily influenced by that. Um, so I was doing hip-hop for a good minute. And then one day I was at home, I think it was in 12th grade, and I was supposed to be at school, but I was at home trying to, you know, do a last-minute assignment. And I think the TV might have been on, and MTV came on, with, uh, and they started playing their, their videos. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. In the beginning, when MTV or VH1 would start playing anything but hip-hop, I would just turn the channel. I would just be like, nah, I want to hear that. Um, right. But then, you know, because, you know, I just, that's just not something I was really used to or into. But then this one day since I was working, I couldn't turn the channel or anything. And so I just, I just heard his song. I think it was, uh, funny enough, it was Switchfoot, um, Dare You to Move or something. Not Dare You to Move, uh, Meant to Live. And I was like, whoa, this, this is pretty good. This is pretty hard. All right, I can dig this, you know. And then one day, I kid you not, it was late at night. I'm watching TV as always. And then um, Black Sabbath came on with, with the Iron Man. And, I mean, you don't even have to be into rock music, per se, to know that song. And when that riff came on, I was like, woo, what's that? <laughs> I was like, that, you know, that sounds, I'm like, whoa, that sounds hard. And the beat, so like I said again, so I was raised, you know, in a primarily, you know, religious house. Not that religious. My parents, they were still open. Like I said, my mom listened to different music, but, you know, they're still religious. And so, you know, rock and roll, Black Sabbath, you know, that's like nine as devil music, you know. So that's what I had in my head. But when I started listening to it, I was like, I mean, I don't really feel any any type of way about this. I don't feel any evil energy coming from this. It sounds way better than I expected. And so, uh, you know, I just kept watching it, you know, you know, so I just kept watching the channel. I didn't, I didn't change the channel at this point. And I just kept watching more stuff, and they start presenting more artists, you know, from the Smiths to – uh, Susie and the Banshees to The Cure and stuff like that. And I was like, wow, this is a whole new world of music that I just never really knew. And then, you know, then I got into Nirvana. And honestly, once I got into Nirvana, that was it. You know, I knew I wanted to play guitar. I knew I wanted to play, like, alternative music. I was still into hip-hop, so I still did that. But I just knew I wanted to run with that. And for me, it's like once I start getting into a place where you can learn something new, you know, I'm all I'm all up for it. And, and like I said, rock and roll was a whole new world of that. So that's pretty much where some of my influences came from. And then, of course, you go to college and meet different people. Um, I went to Morehouse College. And, you know, some of the brothers listen to – they listen to hip-hop still, but they listen to the Beatles, Pink Floyd, um, you know, name them all, Tom Petty, name all the classics. Uh, you know, Jefferson Airplane, Jimi Hendrix, of course. And so that was a whole new world in itself. And so – Pretty much, you know, for me, music is just like, you know, I don't. It's not just one genre that you know you can say is better than the other because you know I can I can listen to Master P all all day. You know, I can listen to you know uh, any hip hop all day, um, and then I can switch and listen to a rock song 
or rock album all day. Um, but just to answer your question, just growing up like that and having those different influences, it's pretty much how I got into the different genres of music and then where I am now where I'm just making music, where I'm just expressing the music that I listen to and inspired by. Wow. I can tell you right now, uh, 16 is from New Orleans. So once you said uh, Master P, he was done. He was so he's your new number one fan. That's it. It's a wrap. We can stop, we can stop this me too, interview right now. He's know me too well now because when I mentioned that, I was like, okay, so we had that in common because from where I come from, those were our guys. That's all we were listening to. So I can definitely identify with that. Ben, where are you from? Where are you from? I'm from Atlanta. Okay. So you was an Atlanta guy listening to No Limit. I can get with that. You see that, Tiki? Yeah. I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah, No Limit, Cash Back Money, No Limit. Late 90s, yeah. Master P, because the thing is, Master P, he, he not only what captivated me about him was his background, his story, and he was selling his tapes out of his trunk, doing his own thing. He bought the distribution for his music, and he, and he still made good music. And I was like, look at this black man right here doing all this, taking over the game, and and I love him to this day because he's still spitting the game. So Master P was really respectable to me, you know. So and as a black man, I just thought that was really encouraging seeing him do his thing. Nice. So we are I talking agree. to Ben Garden. All right, his album is out. The Melodic Monster. You can visit it. It's bengarden.bandcamp.com. Tiki, I know yes, you sir. want to jump in. Yeah, I did, but then I forgot my question. So I keep going. <laughs> I'm just listening. I just <laughs> love it. Oh. <laughs> Um, so let me ask you this. Okay, you mentioned that you went to Morehouse. Were you that guy on campus uh, riding around, peddling your CDs out the trunk, or did you do a lot of music while you were in school? Did you study it then? How, like, what did you do in those years? What did you do to form your craft in those years? Yeah, that's a good question. So, honestly, those years was the years I was actually starting to play guitar. Um, so that's when I started getting into it. And that's, that's actually a great question. So, because college is really what kind of rounded about. about. So I didn't have any CDs or anything to sell, but I did. We, I did. I was a part of a group called the Part Time Pimps, right? <laughs> and it was oh me and a group of two. Yeah, yeah. I know, <laughs> I know right? But it, I mean, you look, look, man. We black, man. We still got to keep it. We can play guitar all day, but you know, at the end of the day, we black. So it was Part Time Pimps. Uh, <laughs> we're Part Time Pimps, Full Time Students. That's what it was. Part Time Pimps, Full Time Students. Um, and so, you know, we, we had a little eight little little uh eight track recorder set or whatever like that. Um, you know, for the tape and then my friend had it. Um, I had a guitar, I guess he acquired a bass and I don't know how how we got these instruments. And we would just record. Now it was nothing great. So no, we didn't sell anything, you know. <laughs> the, the the most we had was a MySpace account and it was maybe one or two songs. Um, but that was kind of how I got into just like just playing instruments with the band kinda of, sorta. Of. Now, what really got me into it, and I will have to give a shout-out to my friend Kendrick, um, Kendrick Day, um, and my friend Kareem Stevie, because they're both great artists uh, in their own right. Um, Kendrick one day, my best friend, saw me playing guitar and was like, oh, man, you play guitar really, really great. Kendrick also went to Morehouse. Oh, you're doing really great. You should play at such a place. Like I think it was Jasmine's or one of those places around Morehouse. And I was like, cool. So, you know, I'm always open for new stuff. So I started playing, so I played at that place, and it, was, and it was good. And so, therefore, my friend Kendrick was like, yo, okay, now I see. And he sort of became my manager a little bit, so where he would be like, hey, let's go here and do this. And, you know, me, I'm like, all right, let's do this. And then we had a whole group. So it was cool because, you know, I was the rock and roll guy, 
Kendrick was the artist, DJ, manager, everything guy. And Kareem did hip hop, and she also did, um, she also, you know, was a visual artist. And so we would just start going around Atlanta, playing different shows at art galleries, stuff like that. Um, Kendrick made a couple of mixtapes that we uh, created back in college. I mean, one of them was called Noise Porn. That's that's what it was called. Um, just throwing it out there. Um, that's what it's called. But it, it was it was a good album. It was a good eclectic mix of different stuff. Hence the name. Um, and then that's when I recorded my first album, which is called which is called Melodic Monster. That's the original Melodic Monster, which you can find um, somewhere in Ether, maybe. Uh, <laughs> but that was the first time I actually recorded an actual uh, EP uh, with my friend Kareem and Kendrick back in college. Um, and that's pretty much how that experience came about. And that's me playing guitar and making some of the, making some of the beats on there and everything. That's how that got started. Um, so that's, that's, that's what happened in college. And then there's a, another long story about how I got to where I am now with the album. So in college, it was just like, you know, the practice, the practice zone, like recording, um, getting to know people and stuff. And then the reason why I got here now is because uh, actually through social media on Twitter, I was talking to one of my, my manager, my now manager producer, Emily, Emily Sada. Now she's in France. Right. And so we're mm-hmm. on Twitter going back and forth, you know, uh, you know, Hey, it's cool. She's into astrology. I'm, to, I'm into astrology. And so we're going back and forth. I didn't know what she truly did as far as music goes. We're just talking. Right. And so the kind of person I am, I'm like, okay, listen to this song. I got this song, you know, listen to this. I recorded this, you know, whatever. And I'm sending her these songs just to have her listen to it, right? And so she's like, oh, man, these are some great songs. Maybe one day we can make an album out of this. The person I am, eh, okay, you know, I got a job at Apple. So I'm just like, I'm good. I mean, I don't, I don't really, you know, whatever. Um, and then so I just keep sending her music. And one day she says, we have an album. And I'm like, what does that mean? Because these demos I'm sending you is kind of not to put down my own stuff, but it's not really that great musically-wise. It's not mixed or mastered. And she's like, oh, no, no, no. I'm going to get other musicians to record the music that you made, and we're going to go to the studio in London and record it. So, like I said, I'm from Atlanta. You know what I mean? Like, let's not forget that. So, to me, I'm like, wait a minute. We about to fly out to London and record this album? Uh, mm, I don't know you. Uh, I don't know, man. This don't sound, you know, this don't sound like the move for me. However, you know, man, honestly, at the time, you know, I was at my job and I was thinking to myself and I was like, man, you know what? I've been working at Apple for seven years, putting in my blood, sweat, and tears. And, you know, it's a cool job, but, man, I really I really do want to be a musician. Like, I really am a musician. That's who I am when I wake up. That's who I am when I go to sleep, you know, so – this opportunity sounds crazy, but hey, man, you're going to die one day, so you might as well make, jump at the opportunities now because you can't, you know, when you're dead. And so, man, I quit Apple. I said, yeah, let's go to London. Let's do it. Um, you know, and long story short, we ended up getting this album together, and there's a whole – I don't want to keep you all time, but there's a whole different story in between that. I'm going to go ahead and tell you all because we got time. I ended up going to London, and I ended up getting sent right back to the U.S., we got sent back. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't get yeah, exactly. over there. We gotta, we gotta have a, like, please explain that one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Got you. So here's what happened, right? So I go over there. You know, you get the customs and whatnot, 
And so this is this is this is my perspective. This is what I'm gonna give you. So I'm a black man with the you know I got the the pink sweater on. You know my fingernails colored black. You know I got the you know I got the uh, my uh, my my beanie on and everything. And so I don't know whether it was I don't know whether it was she the person looking at me and be like uh, we need to ask them some questions. But then the person I am, I usually tell the truth when people ask me questions, because it's just like, whatever, man, the truth will set you free. And so she asked me a couple of questions, like, you know, what you're doing here? You know, how long are you going to be here? Stuff like that. And I'm telling her the truth or whatnot. And then I guess to her and to them, and this is just what I found out. Maybe this can help other people, maybe. Um, and they were just like, well, it doesn't sound like you're here for the reason that you're here for, because, you know, because I told them I didn't have a job. I just quit. I told them I didn't have a family. Cause, you know, I'm single. I don't, I'm not married. Or, I mean, I'm not married. Um, and stuff like that. So they said, well, it doesn't sound like you have a reason to go back. It sounds like you may want to stay here and, like, just poke around a little bit. And I'm like, no, nah, that's not the case. But to their perspective, that's what it sounds like. And so based off of that, that's why they sent me back. And so that was kind of a – that was a damper in that moment. Now, I will say God always has a way to turn things around, you know. So I'm, I'm, I'm a strong believer in that. And so – so my manager booked my flight to London from L.A. So I flew from Atlanta to L.A., and then I flew from uh, L.A. To, uh, to, to, um, to London. And so they sent me back to L.A., right? Now, in general, this might be like, oh, man, how am I going to get back home? But luckily, by the grace of God, I just got all the money that I got from quitting Apple. So I, got, so I had a pretty good some amount of money. And when I was working at Apple, they give you a car to ride Uber. So, man, dude, I was having the best time in L.A. I was chilling. <laughs> I'm meeting different people, going to the beach. And, and the great thing about all that, I will say, is they still recorded at least the instruments, the instrumentals for the album in London without me. And that was so great for, for them all to do that because, you know, without me, they could have just said, you know, look, we just got to wait another time. But everybody else still pushed forward. They pushed through to record the instrumentals. And they did a great job when I heard it back. And I was so proud of all the musicians. And, I, and I'll say their names later. Um, but I, w- I was definitely so, gra- so glad and proud about that because, like I said, man, it's like, you know, th- it only takes one, you know, sometimes it only takes one big rock to stop your momentum, you know. But it's up to you to feel like if you want to go around that boulder just to keep going, and I'm so glad that that's what we did because that's what, you know, that's why we have the album that we have now. Um, and so that brings it full circle back to where we're at right now. I'm going to stop there. Wow. <laughs> wow. Like, I, I've been knowing you for several years, and I didn't know all of that back then. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's a long story. This is pretty amazing. Yeah, it's a long story. All I know is and, 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 I text you one day. Go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. I was going to say, I texted you one day and said, hey, Ben, I'll, you know, I'm coming back to Atlanta. I can't wait to see you. And you're like, yeah, I'm on my way to London right now. I'll see you when I get back. So now it kind of makes a little bit more sense. <laughs> this yeah, is actually pretty cool. London, France. France is crazy. Not, not crazy in a bad way. So we went to France. So this is a segue. So I do have a music video out. It's called Pray For Me. Um, that's the song, you know, um, that's the single that we have right now. And so I flew to, so I had to quit my job again, wherever I was working at. I think I was working at Tesla. So I quit Tesla, went out to uh, France for like a, a, almost about two months to record the video. 
And yeah, that was that was that was quite an experience there too. Um because I mean, you know, like I said, coming from Atlanta, that's just only certain things you only know because you do you you know, you just don't really see that much. I mean you see stuff here but not that much. But out there, man, it's a whole different world. I mean, obviously, right? But it's just like the way that they live is so uh it's just it's so chill. The bakeries are cool, they have bakeries everywhere, bars, you know, your pharmacies. Everybody smokes tobacco. Um, you know, they they travel in kilometers and stuff. They have a twenty four hour time. It's it's a really uh it's interesting out there. Um, but that's a whole different story though. So what you're telling us so far is that not only are you from the A, you're college educated, you're a phenomenal artist, and you're a techie on the back end. So that's what we've got so far, correct? Uh, pretty much. I guess that would be the summation of that. Yeah. That's the summation of that. Okay, cool. Sounds good. 16, what you got? <laughs> well, I I wanted to ask you about, like, you were talking about some of the, the things you were listening to where you were listening to hip-hop and then you saw yourself kind of pivot into rock and other genres of music. So what album could you say was like a soundtrack to your life? Like, it's something that you heard and it just resonated with you. And it can be any any genre, but just one particular piece of work that you heard that just was like, this is this is a soundtrack to my life. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, let me see. So, soundtrack to my life. Okay, there's different soundtracks to my life, right? So, in the beginning, it was Masterpiece, I'm About It soundtrack. That soundtrack was the best. You couldn't tell me nothing about that album, man. That was the album that I loved. It had this song, I'll Ride For You, uh, by Mr. Jenkins, I believe, on there. I don't even know who that is, but that one song on that album spoke to me because, you know, and the whole album was, was pretty much some gangster stuff, but it was, it was gangster, but it was real, you know, and I consider myself a real individual, and just the stuff they were saying was just like, yeah, man, like, they, you know, different stuff. But that song, I'll ride for you, like, I'll ride for you, homie. I'll die for you, homie. You know, I'll take a bullet for you, homie. And that's how I feel in general, you know, like, for people that I care about and I love and um, just even in general, it's like, man, you know, we got to have that love for different people. We got to be able to, you know, not, you know, make, make certain sacrifices for the people we love, you know, because we can't say we love somebody if we don't make these sacrifices. So I would, I would say that I'm by the soundtrack when I was coming up, was definitely a soundtrack for my life per se because of that one song and other songs. Now, when I got to college, you know, the soundtrack kind of changes a little bit. Um, and with that one, let me see, one album, man. That always, that always, that always gets me, one album. Uh, uh, you know what, I can't even say... No, I can't even say I'll just I'll stick with Unbody because like soundtrack to my life, there are albums that are good albums and that make great music and stuff. Like, I can say that, but like as far as like what resonates with me when I listen to it, no matter where I'm at, you know, stuff like that, the Unbody soundtrack is, you know, I'm still a, I'm still a hip hop guy at the end of the day. You know, you can give me a guitar, rock and roll, but I would definitely stick with Unbody soundtrack. Yeah. Now I will say Nirvana's Nevermind is a great album, like we all know. Um, but that was the album that got me really into rock and roll. I will say that. You know, that's the album that really pivoted me in that certain way. So I'll is stick that with the that. the album with Team Spirit? Yeah, 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 exactly. So, and the thing is, so for me, I don't, I don't like to fall on the hype. 
you know, people were like, oh, yeah, Nirvana, never mind. I'm just like, man, whatever, man. These guys probably suck. You know what I mean? These guys are probably whack, you know? And so I was like, but let me just listen to it before I just, boom, just say they're whack. Man, when I heard the intro to that song, I was like, oh, Scott, that song is so tight. <laughs> and, and, you know, and, 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 you know, there's elements in music that just make it just sound good. You know, uh, with his voice and the quiet, loud, uh, you know, uh, 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 dynamic that he had. And I was like, man, I can really see why people like this song. Then I was like, okay, but that's just one song, though. It, it, everybody has one song. Let me listen to the rest of the album. I mean, the rest of the album was dope, you know. <laughs> the rest of the album was just, you know, because he's also a Pisces, you know. And so I can kind of resonate with some of the stuff he was he was feeling and expressing. And... It, it just really kind of got me that you could be a person, like a timid person kind of sort of in real life, but once you have a guitar in your hand, you're playing rock and roll, man, you can you can, you can can just express and come off so aggressive, you know, um, and that's just what I like about rock and roll in general and playing guitar, uh, play, playing rock and roll because, man, it's just it's such a great expression just, uh, you know, pressing that distortion pedal and just going in and doing your solos. You know, it, it really it really makes me realize, like, Jimi Hendrix, you know, because at first, you know, again, Jimi Hendrix, he's so cool, he does that. Man, he's probably whack, man. Let me just look at some videos. And I was like, well, this, definitely, this guy definitely isn't whack. Um, <laughs> and I can, you know, because he's Jimi Hendrix. And I can see why, because, man, when you're into that music, when you're playing that guitar, you know, when you're doing your thing, you know, and you're trying to express yourself, you know, because you don't know any other way how to do it. You know, it's just it's such a, a a great feeling to be able to do that, and I can definitely see why Jimmy was just so into the music, so into the guitar because it's just it's it's all we got, man. You know, especially as a as somebody just wants to express themselves and you know stay true. It's just any form of art is definitely a great expression, but for me, it definitely is the guitar, and I'll leave it at that. Wow. So I want to um, kind of fast forward back a little bit more current to present day, so because I want to talk about your album that you just dropped um, as well. So I know that you said you, you got back over to France. Uh, it was really cool over there. So tell us how you got back over there, how we record this album, because I'm looking at the pictures and everything, and I'm definitely thinking even before we started this interview that, okay, these pictures have a very Parisian vibe to them. So just walk us through that experience up into um, how you recorded the album. Okay, so um, so recording the album came first. We did France last because um, we wanted to get the album out the way. Um, so like I said, went to London, recorded there, uh, got that out the way, um, and then I had to go to California to record the rest of the album um, to record my vocals and my guitar. And so I went there, um, and that's and I went to play the Knob World Studios, um, which just to let y'all know, you know, it's a um, Jim Lang actually has that studio over there, and he's the guy who wrote the music for Hey Arnold, for our, all mm-hmm. our probably favorite cartoons. Um, mm-hmm. So we recorded the album out there. We, we finished the album out there. Um, and then we actually had to shoot, man. I, I forgot. We actually didn't even finish the album there. So we went from London. We went to California to record my vocals and stuff. And then we went. We came back to Atlanta. My friend um, Tommy, Tommy uh, Livingston, a.k.a. Uh, uh, original original copy. He actually mixed it. He actually mixed the music 
And then we took the music back out to London. Uh, this guy named Max, he actually um, finished mastering it. So the album was done. The album was done before we went to the uh, before we went out to, to, to Paris to shoot the video. But you know, we had to we had to bounce around, you know, countries it seems just to get it taken care, just to get the album recorded uh, from London to California, uh, back to Atlanta to get it done. And then, so once we got the album out the way, that was out the way, because that was the first thing we wanted to get out the way. So the music video, uh, the reason we went to France to shoot that, uh, well, like I said, my manager's from France, and so we flew out there to shoot it. Um, and, man, that took three days. Uh, that's a whole different experience. I could talk about that. Um, man, it was, it, was, it was a little bit intense. So and one of the scenes in the video, you'll see I'm in, I'm in water, right? So behind the scenes, I didn't know I was, I was going to have to jump in the water, right? I, at the time, it was kind of floating in the air, but it wasn't definite. And so I, I, they told me to get in water, so I'm like, all right, whatever. I got in the water. Long story short, I forgot my phone was still in my pocket. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> water and electricity don't necessarily mix, per se. Uh, so I had to, you know, get a new Did phone. But what was Say it again. Did you get shot? No, I didn't. It just, my phone just died. My phone just completely went down. And I was like, oh, I want somebody to take a picture of this. And I was like, oh, my phone's in my pocket. How convenient. <laughs> um, but the great thing about that was I was able to go to the French Apple store, and that was cool. You know, Apple stores are the same everywhere you go, so that was a cool experience. Um, but it was shot three days. Um, you know, a lot of people put some work in. We, uh, we, we shot most of it at this place called Bozar um, Fine Arts um, out there in France, and that's, where you, that's why you see kind of the, uh, you see the statues and stuff like that. That's what most of the that's what most of the pictures you see are shot at um, out there. Um, yeah, I mean it, it was a good it was a good experience. It was cool being out there and seeing that stuff like that because you see that stuff on TV, you know. But when you go there, it's just a it's it's a it's just it's so eye opening. Going to the Louvre, you know, going there, seeing that that was really great. Um, yeah, everything. Anyway, I don't want to talk too much about it, but yeah, going we did we did the video there. Um, in France, and that was really good meeting meeting everybody and listening to people speak French and not being able to understand what they're saying and just staying quiet because, you know, what are you going to say except for bonjour, you know? So. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool. Um, I do want to talk about just a little bit more um, afterwards, but we want to go ahead and play uh, "Pray for Me" because that's the first thing off this album. Um, yes. So, but I want to you know get into that a little bit more after we play the song. So, if you want to introduce it for us. Then we'll cut to the song, yes. and we'll come back and talk about Pray For Me a little bit more. Yes, this is the song Pray For Me, the single from Ben Garden Presents Melodic Monster. Um, and, yes, we definitely need to talk about this after the song. So go ahead and play on, player. <laughs> Thank you. This is the Aftermath, and we're talking with Ben Garden, the Melodic Monster. I'm your girl, Tiki Boo, Blue. And who's behind the board? It's a rumor that it's M16 behind the board, but we'll see about that. So we'll be okay. right back in just a second. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Pray 
Peace. Hey, this is your girl. Oh, we we both started together. My bad. We didn't coordinate this. We didn't. You go ahead. Okay, well, this is your girl, Tiki Blue, and I got M16 behind the board, and we are talking today on the aftermath. We have a very special guest, Ben Garden, uh, the melodic monster, and we are just talking to him today. He's giving us just a, a little bit of background on him, his music career thus far, and um, we just played his new single. He just dropped off his fresh album, The Melodic Monster, um, Ben Garden Presents, The Melodic Monster, and that first single was called Pray For Me. Wow, dude. I can see all of your different musical influences on that album. I mean, on that song. Let me ask you this. I know in the beginning you said that, you know, you have, your parents were in the church um, and that, you know, you were thinking when you first listened to a few songs like, hey, I don't see the devil rising up or anything like that. When your family and friends that have known you over the years listen to your music now, are they still checking to see if that devil isn't rising up, or are they kind of looking at you sideways when they listen to some of this stuff? How is, how is your family reacting to it? Ben, did I lose you? Yeah, my family, uh, they, they, oh. they embrace it pretty good. I'm sorry. My family, they, they embrace it pretty well, uh, honestly. Funny enough, um, which is funny about that, man. It's funny you say that because at first I was kind of hesitant, and not with this album, because I had another music project that I did, a hip-hop project, and I was like, ooh, I don't know if I want my, my family to hear this because, ooh, I don't know what they're going to say, you know. But then, you know, I thought about it, and I was like, you know what, man, if nobody else supports you, I feel like your family should support you. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, um, you know, and so I'll just say, you know what, let me just give them at least a chance. Let's not hide it. So, I, you know, I revealed everything to them. And they even came to a couple of shows. My family, they think it's a great thing that I'm doing music in general um, and just pursuing it with the passion, you know. And my uh, my aunt, she was like, oh, yeah, because I have this song called um, The Devil's Wife on, <laughs> on that album, which is a really great song. They're all great songs, but, you know, I like that one. Um, she was like, oh, yeah, that's one of my favorite songs. And I was kind of like, oh, okay. So I like the story and everything. And I was like, oh, all right, that's, that's good to hear. So my family, they're, they're pretty, they're, they're not as, uh, as uh, uh, criti- critical about it as I thought they would be. So I will definitely say that's a good thing. That's good. Yeah, um, whenever your family really supports you, it does give you the courage to say, you know what, I'm going to say just whatever it is I want to say. I'm going to own it. This is my artistry, you know, and I'm just going to own it. And I think it really lends well because it just develops, it makes, it pushes you to be a better artist and, you know, you really own it. You're more authentic with it. So, you know, we love it. The family supports it. We love it. This is cool. Yeah, yeah. My mom <laughs> helped me out on certain things. So um, it's just, you know, like I said, again, it's just great to have that support uh, because I'm a person that tries to say, I'm going to do it myself, but it's just good to have that support. So, yeah. Um, I, I watched the, uh, the video and I listened to the album and everything. Um, I know that you said that uh, the video was shot in Paris and everything. Did you have any yes. input as far as the creative content of the album, I mean, of the video, or was it just you showed up and they said, hey, go here and go there, and you just did that? How did that work? Um, uh, no, well, actually, so to answer your question straightforwardly, no, I didn't, I didn't have it. I kind of just wanted to say, hey, y'all come up with it, and then I'll just show up. So I kind of prefer to just be the artist in that way um, because – I think of most of the things, most of the things that in regards to the melodic monster 
uh, album and everything. So I just wanted somebody else to just, and so that it was good that, you know, we uh, partnered up with the director. They, uh, you know, gave us the concept and then, you know, we, we looked at the concept, the storyboard, and we, we thought it was pretty dope. You know, uh, we thought it was pretty great, you know, so it was nothing to be critical about. So we just went along with it. Um, and, you know, when I knew I was going to France and seeing all the places, I, I, I was a part of when we just were walking around different places to see where to shoot and stuff like that. That was kind of cool. Um, but, no, I didn't have any direct input on what was going on. I actually preferred not to because there was a lot going on. So, you know, I, yeah. I sometimes just say, just let me be the artist and y'all just point me where to go because I don't feel like thinking about it too much. My brain hurts. <laughs> so, and I hope I'm not giving it away. So uh, one interesting aspect in the video was I thought I saw a female centaur in the video. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, that's fire. I thought that was so fire. Yeah, like I said, when I saw that in the in the thing, I'm like, how y'all gonna do that? You know, I'm just like, like honestly, a lot of things they presented, I'm like, how are y'all gonna do this? I'm curious. You know, I'm, I'm I was just like, I just and when I saw them build it, when I saw them build everything, I'm like, wow, like people can really do this. Like people have a gift. I think that's like magic because I don't know how to make a centaur how to attach a a, a person to the back of a centaur and then have them walk in the back. Follow them. I thought that was pretty great. Uh, but, yeah, there was there was a centaur in there, and I thought it, it was pretty great, too. It was a centaur. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, but the other dancers, I thought it was cool because, um, man, I'm, I'm sorry, so sorry, sorry, so bad with names. I feel bad about that. But um, so the, the young lady in the beginning, it was cool because she was she's really, a, you know, a ballerina. <laughs> um, that's one of her former dancers. And, you know, she had on, like, a, the red dress, but then her shoes were, like, uh, I think it was turquoise Nikes or whatever. So I thought that was a cool little mix. And um, mm-hmm. and also the, the uh, I think she was last. Oh, man. Laura, I'm sorry. I forgot her name. Uh, but, but her dance, she's uh, from, like, um, from voguing. She does voguing. And so I thought Wait, that is was that cool, the too. Like a, uh, say it again. Is, is, is that the thick sister? Oh, yes, 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 her. And, All and her right, because I was going to say shout-outs to her. <laughs> yeah, for real, for real. That's why I'm like, ah, I wish I could. But, yeah, yo, shout-out for real, because, like, she did her. I mean, everybody did their thing. You know, I'm definitely got to say that. You know, but I remember seeing that, because actually I had to sit down while she was doing that, so I couldn't necessarily see her per se. Um, But when I could see it at my peripheral, I'm like, dang, this girl getting down, dog. Yeah, that was, that was, that was, that was, that was great. That was great. Yeah, when I was watching it, I was like, oh, you better do it. You got a thick sister in here. She representing All right, I love it. You better do it, girl. Whoever she is, shout out to you, girl. I see you. We see you. We see you, girl. Yeah, straight up, straight up. Straight up. Cause, 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 nah, because <laughs> when they brought me all the dancers and everything and they were asking me if I'm cool with them, I was like, yo, this seems like a great mix, you know, with the with their backgrounds and everything. Uh, So, yeah, I was like, go for it, man. We about to have, we about to. You know, I love my sister, so I was like, hell yeah, you know. Um, so, yeah, that was cool. Cool. I love it. Sixteen, you still there? Yes, I am. I'm just, you know, I'm just waiting my turn. That's all. I just was going to uh, ask Ben here real quick that uh, if you could just tell our listeners uh, the meaning behind the title, Melodic Monster. Okay. That's that's, that's, that's good. Uh <clears throat> So I'll definitely uh, I'll go over that, and I also I'll also give you the meaning behind 
uh, pray for me as well since we're going to meeting. Um, but yeah, for Malag Monster, it's like this. There's there's two reasons why this is this is so. Personally, I'm the kind of person that's like, you know, I'm very nice and you know kind and you know all the positive, you know stuff like that, you know. But you know on the inside, you know I, I don't don't let the niceness fool you. Basically, you know, uh, when it's time to do to, to get aggressive and take action and do whatever and you know, different things like that. And also, of course, everybody has their their uh, their their sins, I guess. You know, it's just a recognition of being, uh, that, that everybody has two parts to them. You know, everybody has that nice side, that good side that they may present to people, may present to people. And then, you know, on the inside, people can just have a whole different thing going on. You know, I can be nice, but you would definitely get cursed out in the moment I feel disrespected. You know what I mean? Like, I can yeah. smile in your face. You know, but then at the end of the day, if I just feel a hint, and it's not like, oh, hey, Ben, oh, mother, you know, it's not like that. I'm, I'm gonna give you, a, I'm gonna give you a lot of chances, you know. But when it comes down to it, I don't care what your title is, I don't care who your mama is, I don't care, I don't care where you come from. It's like you're gonna get the business regardless. So that's why I try to stay with my positive side, so I don't have to feel be in a position to to have to be as aggressive. I try to keep that back. Which, uh, which honestly, just to give y'all a little glimpse, uh, melodic monster. I used that concept actually to go go into to write a story about it, uh, which I'm still developing, and y'all hear about that later. Which goes over that exact thing, like you know how a person can be so nice and so kind, you know, but everybody's pushed and everybody has that monster inside, and it's just going like ah, you know, just catch you off guard. And then the second reason why I kind of went with that is because um, one of my favorite um, modern bands is called Deftones. And the great thing that I love about their music is it can be, you know, chill, melodic, and dreamy, and it can also be really hardcore, aggressive, and sometimes they can mix the two together. And I feel like that that just, for me, it just encompasses everything that I am because, like I said, I like the nice and chill music, but I also like metal is really one of my uh, favorite genres, and you can, I don't have to know the name of the metal band, but if you say, hey, let's go to this metal concert, I'm going to say, yeah, let's go, because it's just so freaking aggressive, pounding. It's just like, you know, whether it's screaming, whether it's scream core, or just like, you know, old school metal, it's just always going to have this like aggressive pumping beat. And I just love that aggression about it. Um, Astrologically speaking, I'm a moon and Aries. So, you know, Aries, they're pretty much like, ah, you know, go with it. And so that's the kind of person I am with that. Um, So that's kind of why, that's another reason why I came up with Melodic Monster uh, in in that realm. so now, now when it comes to Pray For Me, the reason why I came up with that song, first of all, I came up with that song because at the time I felt like, you know, people, you know, I don't know, like you just feel like people just don't like care about you and people just don't, you know, really want to resonate with you or they want to use you and stuff like that. And so at the time, you know, I just, I recorded that song and one day I remember this so specifically because I was just like, man, I'm just so tired. So the bass line, um, I thought about that. I think it was it was some kind of Deftones riff, riff I was thinking about. So I was like, yeah, let me do this. And then uh, I was just saying, man, you know, like, I don't have time to mess around with people who are trying to, like, oh, you know, play games and stuff like that. It's like, for me, I feel like if you want to play games, that's cool. Just don't do that around me. If you want to do anything, just pray for me. You know, like, you can do that in the safety of your home, nowhere near me, near, near me but I don't have time to 
you know, go through all this wishy-washy, you know, people have egos and stuff. They want to come into play and, you know, people try, like I said, use you and stuff. And it's just like, look, man, I'm a very conscious and aware person. And I can sense when somebody's trying to like, you know, come at you in some kind of way. And it's just like, man, I don't, I don't look, man, we, we, everybody's grown, you know, everybody got things to do. We all, we all have our own personal stuff we got to take care of. So, you know, it's just like, if you want to be in my life, you know, contribute. You know, I'm always open to contribution, positive energy, things of the like, you know, but if you're not, you know, like I said, I don't have time for tests. I can't. You know, I don't have time to, oh, are you my friend? Oh, you just did something that was kind of messed up. Okay, well, let me think about it. Should I keep you in my life? Uh, Maybe let me give you a second chance, you know, and it's just like I don't have time for that back and forth. I just want to just just be true or be gone, basically, you know. So uh, That's a real explanation. Yeah. It is, because yeah. basically you're saying the minimum you could do, if we're supposed to be cool, the minimum you could do is pray for me. That's the least you could do right. for him. I like that. I love it. Right. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, like I said, that's the, that's the least. And that would be the, you know what, and I'm a very spiritual person, so praying for me is, the, is I, I would prefer that. So, yeah, you're absolutely right, man. Wow. That's a good explanation. Yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, thanks for asking. To, yeah. Um, definitely. Are you going to be dropping any new singles from this album soon, or um, like what's going on with it? Or even, you know what? Tell the people how they can even listen to the album. How to, how to even yeah. get it in their ears. Let's start there. Yeah. So the first, if you want to get a direct website, it's going to be bengarden.bandcamp.com. <clears throat> you know, b e n g a r d e n dot b a n d c a m p dot c o m um, and I also have a website right now with melodicmonster.com. Um, you can click on, if you click on, there, there are links in the upper right-hand corner to Instagram, uh, Twitter. You know, it's all Melodic Monster. And then there's also a link to where you can check out the, um, where you can check out the, the, the album. And the album, the same place to check out the album, you can also check out the video as well. Um, and yeah, we have some stuff coming up. We're all in the plans, you know, COVID-19, you know, you know, you got to try to work around, you know, everything that's going on. And so, uh, we're just right now just figuring out the next move. We have some things, uh, figured out where we're going to start pushing out and stuff like that. Um, we do have, we do have free buttons and stickers, melodic monster buttons and stickers. So if anybody wants any of those, just, you know, give me your address, um, your, your shipping address. Uh, you can email me. Uh, the email is melodicmonsterband at gmail dot com. <clears throat> Again, that's melodicmonsterband at gmail dot com. Uh, send me a shipping address. We can send you some buttons and stickers. Um, we also have a newsletter that we send out information to about what we're doing, how things are progressing, um, and, if, and also if you want to, you know, uh, be a part of that newsletter, you can email melodicmonsterband at gmail dot com. And just send us your email. We can send that to you for follow-ups as well. <clears throat> um, but yeah, we definitely have some things in the works. Uh, what was I going to bring Why up? Why don't I have one um, of these buttons and stickers? Yeah, what, I was what, thinking about that. On? I was like, ooh. As I was talking, I was like, ooh, maybe I should have sent some in. But it's all good. So yeah, just just, you know, just send me your address. You know, send me your text. Text me the text me the Addy. You know, and I'll send it to you. I get it to you uh, as soon as possible. Um, right. right now, we I, I did a, uh, a Instagram live for the video for the for the album uh, May 14th, and so I might do that one more time, um, you know, just for kicks and giggles, 
um, and and some videos and stuff like that. We got some things in the works. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. Of, I was gonna say, speaking of Instagram shows, have you watched any of the verses? See, here's the thing, man. I I, I watched I watched the uh, who was it? Um, no, I didn't watch any of those. I didn't. The only thing that I watched was what did I watch? Oh, the whole Teddy Riley thing with Babyface. I saw that and I was just like, okay, we're good. Uh, you know, with the whole Teddy <laughs> Riley, he was trying to get his thing together. And the funniest thing about that whole experience was Tyrese when he said throw in the towel and he put it T I L E. That was hilarious to me. <laughs> throw the in towel. the towel. <laughs> because you know, you only say that when when stuff is just really bad, you're just like, yo, cut it off. You know, just stop, you know. <laughs> and I can just imagine somebody just being like, throw in the towel, you know, like cut it off. Um you know, so I was just like, and I, all right, so let me, so that's that's funny you said that. So because I saw that, when I did my Instagram live, I was like, nah, man, I can't have no technical. I can't have all right, any, Social I, media you know, will get you. Little, you seen what happened to them. They'll get you if you mess up. Exactly. They're going to tear you apart. The internet is a beast. Um, I mean, I, I will say I had a couple of Wi-Fi issues, but it, it, it quickly smoothed over. But um, I made sure I did my research on how to make sure you set up a proper stream um, going forward. And I feel like that's what you always got to do. Do your research, man, because you don't want to – you don't ever want to degrade, quote, unquote, your musical quality in any way. If there's a way to make it sound the best it can, then then go that route, which is honestly something I had to learn as an artist because, you know, at first, you know, you don't really have that much money, so you're just buying stuff here and there or – you know, you may not. You may say, "Well, you know, I'm not that much of an artist, so you don't put in the, the effort to do stuff." But you know, once you start taking your passion seriously, you know, you start to realize that the the one thing that you want to have, I feel like you should have, is just good quality work in some kind of way. And, I, and I'm not trying to say you got to have it off jump because nobody does, you know. But that that has to be a goal in the background, just just to make it, you know, the best the best way possible for everybody to receive it. And so that's why I had to learn as an artist. Because I have some pretty, pretty okay equipment, but once like you just tap into that sound, oh man, you know. And um, and honestly, I didn't really get that way until I started doing shows. And uh, you know, I had a band. We started doing shows. Uh, I think last year, yeah, yeah, last year, most of last year. And that that was really a great experience because I was able to you know get the lights. You know, we would have lights going. We would have skits you know, in the middle of the show, you know, just to kind of break it off, you know, ma- you know, switch it up a little bit, um, try to, you know, really make it an experience for people when they come to the show. Because for me, I feel like, you know, the people in the 60s and 70s and whatnot, even Kanye West, uh, even um, Eminem did it one time. They did it great where, you know, it's like when you come to their concert, it's like you're walking into a whole different world. You know, you walk into a whole different space. Like the Philip Serena is not Philip Serena. It's just like, you know, whatever the person created it. And so when you when, when an artist I feel like can create their own world for people to come into and, and and enjoy, I think that's the best thing because, you know, our own reality is cool, you know, but sometimes you want a little bit of an escape. And I'm not saying that, you know, if you go on stage and you just play your instruments and stuff, that's bad because that's what you that's 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 good too. It's all about the music. You know, I just 
I just really, um, you know, I, I remember watching Pink Floyd. I went to the Australian, Australian Pink Floyd show, and, you know, they just have the lights and they have the stuff, and I'm just like, man, this is just so, it's so cool, you know? So I, I, I strive to, in my performances, my live performances, which I can't wait till we can get back to doing that again, um, it's just to make the show, you know, something like theatrical, you know, um, I'm going to change a little bit, but, you know, I love musicals, you know, I grew up on, you know, well, first Disney, you know, you had a song and stuff like that, but then also like Phantom of the Opera, you know, La Boheme, um, you know, different, different theatrics like that, uh, even Cats, you know, with the music and stuff, uh, Andrew, anything Andrew Lloyd Webber, basically, and so I just like the whole theatrics, theatrical uh, stuff that they have, and so I always wanted to implement that into my art as well, because I feel like that can be so capturing for people when they come to a show, you know, if you have actors on the stage or something, or just people doing stuff in the background or, you know, something of that nature, just to make it a little bit different. So anyway, that's, that's something that people can look forward to, you know, when we can start doing shows again is, you know, you definitely, you definitely, if you pay $10, $15, whatever you pay, um, even if it's $5, it's, I definitely try to make it worth people's experience and their time, you know, because time is money and you ain't got time to waste. You know, so when you come to the show, I just want to make sure you can walk away and say, man, whoo, man, I don't know what I just saw, but I feel like that was fire, you know, so that's just, that's, that's my eternal goal. Um, and I do want to say, I want to give a shout out. Uh, I know, I don't know, I know we're not at this time. I don't know if people got questions, but while I'm talking before, I do definitely want to give a shout out to my friend uh, Kendrick um, and Kareem. My friends Kendrick and Kareem. Kendrick is the one who, got me started with the music and everything. And Kareem, she's my best friend who got me into, you know, the, with the music and recording. And we had Art Nouveau back in the day. And, you know, the person who started all this on this end with Melodic Monster, the album and the video is Emily Sada, who's my manager with Triune Productions Limited. Um, I just want to give a shout out to her and the company because, you know, it's good when you have people around you that support your ideas and what you want to do. And I can come up with any crazy idea. You know, my my imagination is wild. You know, I'm a Pisces, so I just be thinking of anything. And, uh, you know, it's good to have people that can support your vision and try to make sure that you do that, you know, correctly. Because, you know, it's, it's it, you can you can do stuff by yourself, but, you know, you got to have people that, have, that are experts in different arenas, you know, so they can assist you. Like my friend Tommy, you know, he does, you know, sound engineer. He can mix and master your stuff and, I also do live gear. I don't know anything about any of that stuff. You know, I know a little bit, but not that much. It's good to have him. I have my friend Sterling Pickett. Um, I forgot his business name, but Sterling Pickett, he uh, he does visuals. And, you know, I don't I don't really sit down and get into doing visuals and all this computer stuff, but he does. And it's good just to have a team that is there and accessible for you to, to help you get your dream together. So I just want to end on that. I just want to stop on that one. Wow. Well, yeah, definitely yeah, shout out to yeah, team. You got it takes a team to make the dream work. That's definitely, uh, that's definitely for real. So we appreciate that. Um, well, yeah, you know, sure. I don't know what your time looks like. We got time if you have time, but if you have to go, we totally understand. Um, nah, nah, I ain't gotta go. No, I'm chilling. Oh, then cool. Well, then we got we do have some more uh more questions to ask you because I mean you're just so interesting that. I almost get lost in what you're saying, and, you know, I'm thinking about what my next question is, but then I keep forgetting what that is supposed to be because I'm just listening to the story, and I'm just so intrigued, and, you know, it's just so amazing, so I just think it's really cool. One thing I did want to ask 
Um, you were talking about your, you know, just a few minutes ago about giving the people a really good show, um, how you went to an Australian Pink Floyd concert. Um, so far, and it sounds like you're, you're traveling all over the world. Where have you been so far that's been your favorite place? Uh, for me, well, honestly, I would just have to say France because, <clears throat> you know, with France, I mean, it's like New York, but, you know, it's sunnier. <laughs> it's not as cold. <laughs> um, because, I mean, seriously, like, when I went there and I was there for almost two months, it's like I could just picture myself, you know, going to the bakery, grabbing, you know, my baguette, you know, getting a little uh, strawberry frazier, you know what I'm saying? Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, going, getting one of those and, you know, just going to the coffee shop, getting a little, you know, a little shot of coffee, going to the bar, you know, and just living a life and walking back to your, you know, your flat or your residence, wherever you're at. And people are outside. I mean, people, they are outside. You know, I went to the, the Capitol and people are out there skateboarding. I mean, all colors, everybody, you know, just skateboarding and doing all this stuff out there. And I was like, man, I wish I would have brought my skateboard. Because this is, this is, I didn't know it was so, I didn't know it was so open like that. And you walk around, people are just on the steps, just chilling, talking, you know, just, just really chilling. And one thing I learned, honestly, when it came down to business, uh, with, 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 I guess it could be Europeans, but mainly just, just French people, is they, they don't immediately get down to business. And it's funny because I saw this movie, and the guy was like, okay, let's just get down to business when he was talking to a French person. And they were like, oh, it's so American. And I was like, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Because in France, they like to, okay, hey, how are you doing? You know, how's your family? You know, how, you know well, how was your day? You know, okay, all right, cool. You know, we're going to sip some beer or whatever. All right, now we're going to ease into the work. You know, that's how they are, you know. <laughs> and it was funny because I'm in there like, okay, so can we start talking about what we need to talk about? Because I feel like we're wasting time here. You know what I mean? That's what, that's for me. But <laughs> I had to realize that's just how they do. They chill. They're chill as a mug. They're, you go into the office, wherever you're at. Hey, let me get you some coffee or whatever. Hey, you know, you shoot the... You know, you shoot the shit a little bit, you know, and then next thing you know, y'all talking about business, you know, which I, I, I guess I guess is cool. You know, I guess it's cool um, against me just getting straight to the point. Um, but, yeah, man, like I said, everybody's outside. Everybody's skateboarding. You know, they got the hash out there. That's a whole different thing. They got the hash, uh, which is, which is, which is, yo, I'm telling y'all, man, that, that, uh, that, 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 that's, that's a cat-22 with that one. Um, because that will slap you, man. That will slap, and I think that's probably why people out there are just like, I don't know, man, you know, because that joint will slap you. But anyway, um, yeah, man, it, it was it was a pretty, <laughs> it was, and then of course you know, of, of course you know everybody looks a certain way because they don't consume as much food as we have, and they don't have those fast food restaurants. You know, they might have uh, a mom and pop type Burger King place but it's not called Burger King. You know, it's not a franchise. It's like a lot of mom and pop stores out there. Um, and the one great thing, here's, a, here's a, not the main reason, but shoot, you know, one of them, you don't have to tip one person out there. You ain't got to tip. <laughs> I, I felt, you know, I, I was like, are you sure? And I was like, well, let me just, let me just put this right here. And they were like, no, you ain't got to. I was like, man, let's take it, man. Here, let's take it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's how we condition. Like you, you tip like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You know, you go ahead. No, go ahead. Finish up. <laughs> oh no, I'm just gonna say like, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's that's right. Uh, 
it's, it's like I was about to say you condition, you know, and because it's funny. But then I realized, okay, they pay them good enough to where they don't have to get tipped, you know. Right. And on the positive side, if they're giving you good service, they're giving you good service because they just, you know, naturally want to, you know, not because they feel like, oh, man, I got to work for this tip, you know. So that was, that was a cool thing. That is cool. Um, also, I just wanted to kind of talk a little bit about your, your live shows, you know, with all the different influences. Are you ever thinking when you're putting together a show, like, are people worried, are you worried about people saying, who does this black man think he is doing this type of show or, you know, this type of presentation, especially given the climate right now? Does that ever cross man, your mind? I don't, I, man, I don't care about, listen, listen. I won't, I won't be the person that say I don't care about what people think because, you know, sometimes if I put something on, hey, you know, hey, you think this looks good or, you know, what you think about this or it's always good to have a soundboard. Now, I will, a, a trustful soundboard, which thank God that I have, you know. But when I'm coming up with the ideas, man, shoot, man. I, I mean, this may sound a little, you know, maybe narcissistic or whatever, but I just assume people may like it anyway. And I feel like, because there's a, there's, a niche, there's a niche for everybody, you know. Mm-hmm. Let me say that. And I, and I say this 100%. If you have an idea that you want to do, do it. Don't think about who's going to like it or not because there are stuff out there that I'm like, who would like this? And there's a whole crowd of people who like it. You know what I mean? Like, like, like um, I'm trying to think of something I don't like. But people like stuff, you know. And at the end of the day, one day we're all going to die. You know what I mean? I don't mean to sound morbid, but it's true. You know, death and taxes, you know. Uh, so, I mean, you might as well do what you want to do now. I remember I went to this one concert, and I kid you not, I felt like I was in, like, Fern Gully, the last rainforest, because they all had, like, fairy outfits on, and it wasn't like a band band. They were playing, you know, uh, like the uh, all kinds of stuff, you know, and I'm like, Man, this is weird. <laughs> this is weird. But they, but the the whole room was filled up. <laughs> the whole room was filled up, and I was like, I never knew anybody would like this. So to answer your question, I don't think about anything. I just, and most of my uh, inspirations come from you know um, either my friends who are in bands or stuff that I've seen, of course. So I just you know think, okay, well they did it. I'm pretty sure it's gonna be cool. But yeah, man, I tell people keep do what you do, man. Cool. All right, so Ben, last summer yeah. I'm sitting at a movie theater with my friend, uh, and the previews. <laughs> you already know where this is going. The previews <laughs> come on, and I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, it looks like Ben. And she says, "Who?" I was like, "It looks like Ben. It looks like my friend Ben." And she goes, "What?" I said, no. So I bring up a picture of us when we co-hosted a show together. And I said, look, yeah. I said, does that look like that dude right there? She's like, maybe. So I start texting you. And I said, Ben, I'm sitting in a movie theater, and I think I see you on the screen, like some kind of prank-type movie. I don't you know, I think it's what it was. Is this yeah. you? And you said, yeah. What, what was that about? Did you even know that you were being filmed? What happened there? Oh, man, that's hilarious. Um. All right. It was. So yeah, you know, every, it, it, that, that that I would say that's hilarious. So I I feel like my life is a movie at the end of the day because I tell you, my, it's always a story about something. So all right, 
And y'all can y'all can stop me if I got questions in the middle because I'm because it could possibly be the case. So just let me know. Um, so it all oh, started gosh. innocently. I'm, I'm you know I'm I'm on Craigslist right, and I'm like you know I didn't have a job at the time. I'm working. Well, I was working at Domino's as a delivery driver or whatnot. You know, trying to get some cash in the summer or whatever. And so um, living that artist life. And so I was like, man, what's another way I can make some money? So I'm on Craigslist, and then I saw it said Art Walk for forty bucks. And I'm like, man, that sounds kind of simple. Let me read it. And then it said, you know, sign up and you go for art walk. You walk around and they're going to show you different stuff in Atlanta and they're going to give you a $40 credit or something like that. So I was like, I mean, that sounds like the moves. <laughs> you know, like, of course, right? Yeah. You know, 40 bucks free. So I was like, yeah. So I signed up, you know, and they told me to come through. Where'd it go? I was on the west side of Atlanta, back my old stumping ground. So I went over there. Um, and then, you know, uh, long story short, we proceeded to walk around. And, you know, a person like me, I'm, I'm talking to the guy, asking him questions. I find out he was a half Capricorn Aquarius, you know what I'm saying? We talking, you know, whatever. Um, and then, you know, he's showing us different stuff. And it's a group of people, right? And so uh, next thing you know, we come up on the car. This car, right, turned over. And at first, in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, okay, this just must have already been here because I, I haven't been on this side of town a long time. So I'm like, oh, that car must have already been over there. So I don't know what's going on, whatever. So he's still pointing out. And then <laughs> next thing you know, I started seeing, you know, uh, like one guy going under the car. The car flipped over. So one guy going, like, through the window of the car on the ground and another guy, like, coming out the other side. <laughs> and I'm scratching my head. You know what I mean? I was like, I'm scratching my head. Like, what? what's going on here? You know what I'm saying? What's happening? And then they get out. So for me, I'm like, is this real or is it fake? I'm still trying to decide between which one. So I walk. So I slowly walk up to it. And I'm like, yo, what's what's going on? They get out of the car. They're like, they bleeding. They look a little disoriented. They, you know, looking back at the car and everything like that. And I'm like, okay. But then they started arguing. So I'm like, at this point, you know, me, you know, I see my black brothers arguing, just got in the car. I'm like, hold up, brother. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, hold up, man. Like, we got to assess the situation. You know, for 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 what it is, because y'all just got we gotta we gotta be safe first, man. That's what you know. That's why I always preach: be safe first. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you're safe before anything. Like you can argue later, Charlotte, but you gotta stay alive to argue. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, be safe first. So they start arguing and stuff like that. And I guess my natural inclination is just to I I, I just hate violence. You know what I'm saying? Anytime something's going on, I gotta stop it because it just it's unnecessary. Um. So, you know, I grab, you know, I grab the guy, I try to sit him down, the other one getting all, you know, so I got to grab them too. And they going back and forth, whoop de woo you know, and uh, they doing all this. And long story short, you know, um, the way I kind of found out it was all a prank was because, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to just let y'all see what the rest, I'm not going to see how the whole story because it's going to come out sometime, I think on Netflix, so I'll let y'all watch that part. But, um, okay. or, you know, if you, if you bootleg it, I guess. But anyway, um, <laughs> uh, then next thing you know, I walked up the street a little bit, and then I saw an ambulance just sitting there, you know. And for me, I'm like, wait a minute, why is the ambulance just sitting here? You know, just like not like, hey, get out, let's help. You know, they're just sitting there. So I'm like, yo, why is the ambulance? So I turn around, and next thing you know, oh, we got you, we got you, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute, did y'all target me or something? But I, but I guess it, it could have anything that happened. They just would have got it on camera. You know, uh, but I guess since I was the one that was all, like, you know, jumping into it, and I guess I was the person at, at the moment. But, dude, man, this dude had a had a camera in his cup of coffee. I'm talking to this dude 
for the whole I mean, I'm talking to this dude since the beginning. Hey man, what you up to, man? What we doing here? You know, this guy had a cap on, got the camera and everything. I'm I'm you know, I did not know this guy had a camera. I didn't know anything at all and everybody came out. I was just like, Man, dog, this this is this is crazy, but they didn't have the name of the of the. Well, I don't know if they did. I didn't really care. I just wanted forty dollars. I got my forty dollars in bounce. Um, <laughs> so I was like, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, this is too much, dog. I just wanted to come here, right? You know what I mean? I'm an end goal type person. So uh, they were just like, yeah, it's for a movie. It's gonna come out. You know, I don't know. I don't know what what they say. Honestly, I just signed my little forms, uh, erased the the pictures that was on the uh, that was on my phone. Cause you had the erasure pictures. You can't show nobody. Um, took my forty dollars and rolled out, you know, and I ain't think nothing of it. I I didn't because I didn't know who Eric Andre was. I ain't know who Lil Lil Real Holly was. I don't know, you know. And my friends like, how do you not know, bro? I don't watch TV like that, you know. what I'm saying I'm not like into the tube, you know. Like I, I don't watch that kind of stuff anyway. Um, because I, I don't know, I just never got got into it that much again. Um, but you know, so then my friend hit me up one day. You know, before you hit me up, it was like, yo, you in a movie? And I'm like, man, what you talking about, man? You lying. You know, like, what you talking about? Y'all play pulling my leg? And he was like, no. And then he showed me the trailer. And when I saw it, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what that I mean? Cool. Like, you, like, I, like, like, this happened about a year ago from that time that yeah. he told me that he showed me. And I was like, I forgot all about this, and this is me. Oh my God, did I do it right? Or not? Do I did I do it right? Did I look good? Or did I say that? You know, I'm just thinking about. Oh my God, I hope I didn't do nothing crazy. I hope I didn't do nothing. You know, to, to detriment my character or something. You know, what I'm just you know, whatever. But but of course, the little nar- narcissist narcissistic inside of me was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they looking good. From the, I'm looking good from these angles. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> you know, tell them. You know, I'm like, okay, that that was kind of cool to me. I didn't do that, man. You know, so you know, it was cool, and and people started hitting me up, and I'm like, man, uh, you know, and like I said again, it's just funny. The stuff you just you never know what what happens until you just you know do something, man, and then that's why I believe, you know, and you know, I, I never try to preach, you know, anything to anybody. I just speak from my personal experience. But that's honestly why I believe in God and the stuff that He uh, leads me to do. Because man, I don't, I, I honestly don't, I don't ever know what I'm doing. I'm just like just following, just doing stuff, just that that makes sense. You know what I mean? And then like stuff that come out the way it does. You know, that's why I definitely got to give Him all the glory for that. Because you know, I know I'm not doing it. You know, I I always want to go to France. You know, but I never knew how I was going to get there or whatever. And then, you know, I ended up going there just, you know, on somebody else's dime. And, you know, I'm very grateful for that and for the album and, and stuff like that. So, you know, I, I always tell people just, man, you know, regardless of your spiritual stuff, if you, if you into that, if you into this uh, deity at all, you know, just believe, man. Believe that it's not just you, you know, just, 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 just please believe that, you know. Uh, and that's pretty much it on that point. Wow, wow! Would you do any more movies? Yeah. If like, if you knew it was a movie, would you do it, or are you thinking, you know, maybe I don't have the acting bug? I want to stick to music. Oh, 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 nah. So the only thing I can't do is fix cars. You know what I'm saying? That's the only thing I would never do. <laughs> I would, I never want to volunteer for. And be a doctor. That's that anything that requires like, 
surgery of any kind. Uh uh-uh, uh, I don't want to do nothing like that. But something like uh like that, no, I would definitely do it because um you know why not, man? If anybody presents an opportunity to you, why not? You know uh you know that goes with you know me doing the podcast with you guys and you know uh, even with uh you know DJ Ricky Smith. You already know you know jumping on those opportunities because you know you never know where where it can all switch where it can take you. You know you never you never know the people you can meet. Just by just first of all embracing who you are and what you really want to do, you know that's the first thing you gotta you gotta know this is something you want to do, and then you know you just fall through and so yeah, I would definitely do that. I would do that. Um, I actually would like to uh, one of my long one of my goals is to have you know my music in movies, um, so that's kind of why I like to create music in that kind of realm. Um, and long and a long term goal, I actually want to do an anime of the story from a like monster um long long term goal but i but i have but I, it's like you know you know you have it in your head but you just can't like to put it in reality it's definitely going to take some time that's that's a long term mm-hmm. vision for that so i want to delve into different different mediums if i can you know so yeah nice and wow. anime I used to be big into that too my favorite one was fist of the north star back in the day Oh, I gotta check that. I never, uh, I never saw that. So yeah, I was into. Say it again. Yeah, you might want to check that one out. Fist of the North Star. What? Okay, what's that about? I mean, it's just one of those things you have to watch, and then we can have a conversation about it, like after the fact, like. Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah, we got. Well, let's definitely exchange information then, because yeah. Um, Cause you know I grew up on you know of course you know Dragon Ball Z you know that kind of stuff uh, Tichi Muyo um, Inuyasha um, but you know but then I got into some other stuff uh, of course you know Akira and Death Note that was really great when I saw that um, man there's so many to name I'm trying to keep fully fully coolly uh, raised up on that and uh, that's probably so many I'm not even mentioning um, Vampire Hunter D that was pretty dope. Um, Shoot, man. Anyway, all that kind of stuff, right? So I don't know. I've always been into this to, to, to anime because you can do anything with animation in general. But anime is like an adult version of cartoons, and so that's kind of why I wanted to, you know, create the uh, anime version of Melody Monster because it, it delves into those realms of, you know, real life situations. You know, it's not all PG or even PG thirteen for that matter. Um, but you know, stay tuned. <laughs> I guess you know, stay tuned. You know, we'll see what happens. But yeah, you you enjoy well, that one if you go check that out. It's very um, you know, it's nothing uh they don't hold anything back. It's very in your face. Let's put it like that. Okay. Wow. All right. I, I I like that kind of stuff. I like the in your face is the best way to be. So I'm going to definitely check that out. Appreciate that. Sure. Yes, sir. Well, one of the things that we like to do um on the aftermath is 16 likes to play this game called Don't At Me. I don't play the game because I, I still don't understand the concept, even though we've done it several times. But he loves this game, and people love it besides me. So, 16, <laughs> you want to give us a synopsis of it? Yes, I can. And remember, Tiki, people always fear what they don't understand. So maybe that's Ooh. why. I just said I don't understand it. I don't get it. Just saying. <laughs> 
So, Ben, <laughs> with Don't At Me, uh, basically is a few rapid-fire questions where uh, I'm going to ask you, you know, I'm going to go through my list that I have here and give you some choices, and you put a stamp on the answer that you stand by by giving your answer, and then you just say Don't At Me afterwards. So it's like you saying, look, this is my definitive answer. Don't come at me about it. This is it. Don't at me. Word. So okay. if you're with it, we're with it, and we can, you know, see how you uh how you like playing this little game here? Yeah, I'm with it. Let's go. Let's rock and roll, man. Let's do it then. All right. So Ben Garden's going to play Don't At Me. So who's the better guitar player, Prince or Jimi Hendrix? Jimi Hendrix, Don't At Me. He knows how to play already. Don't at me, player. Don't do it. He said it quick, too. He said it quickly. <laughs> quickly. Link was inspired by Jimi Hendrix, so, I mean, you know, that's how it was. You know? All right. What's a better late night, late night spot, Waffle House or Taco Bell? Woo! Waffle House. Don't at me, player. ATL. <laughs> All right. What's, <laughs> see the efficiency? Alright, what's the better smartphone, Android or iPhone? iPhone all day, so I worked at the Apple store, don't at me, player. Exactly! <laughs> He's I, an Apple genius! Still had to, still had to ask that, because they got a few people out there, I'm sorry folks out there listening, you got a few of you Android folks out here, you need to come on I, and get on with, I, I with get Apple. It. <laughs> I get it, but you know... <laughs> Wait, All right. on. are you still riding? Are you still riding on their Uber card? I just need to know that part. Oh no, nah, girl, that 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 left a long time ago. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> a long time All right, ago. okay. Yeah, right, okay, right, right. Here. <laughs> All right, here's one that again is heavily debated on this show. Does pineapple belong on pizza? Yes, it does. Don't at me at all, Claire. Don't leave no, it. No, it Listen, does. Let me stop not. real quick. Let Let me stop. I don't understand the hatred for pineapple on pizza. Like you can, people like different stuff. I don't hate on that. I don't even. I don't even eat really eat pork. I don't hate if you put sausage or pepperoni in your stuff. But why can I have my pineapple on my pizza? That's my question. I want to ask for for the public out there. Don't at me. I'm I'm pretty sure. I'm I'm pretty sure that it, for some people who have the unfortunate, uh, I guess, misfortune of going to hell. That that is part of the meal that they serve you down there. Pineapple on pizza, black licorice, and peeps are all down there. Yeah. So. <laughs> I love licorice. I love I love black licorice. I love Twizzlers. I love it all. I'm gonna be going to hell, dog. <laughs> <laughs> going straight to hell. You hook up with I see y'all. We <laughs> <laughs> know, right? Say what's up. Have some all right, we got one last one here. What genre of music ages better, rap or rock? Oh, man, y'all going to hate me out here. But rock and roll, man, don't at me, man. Don't at me. Don't at me, man. Because let me tell you why, Sheldon. Let me tell you why. Because the old school hip hop, yeah, that's gonna ride out. That's classic. But even that has a rock and roll in it too, because you know Run DMC in them. So we know that's a whole different conversation. But uh, I don't know. This I don't know what we're doing right now. Going necessarily, you know what I'm saying? To stay up, 
stand the test of time. You know what I mean? And you know what's funny? I played Master P for my homie the other day. And he listened to current, you know, modern hip-hop. And he was just like, what? You know what I mean? I'm like, man, this is this is fire, dog. How you going to knock this man? He got the bass in there. He got everything. And he was just like, nah, man. Like, I like this, you know, Migos and whatnot, you know, the new stuff. And I'm just like, dang, man. Like, if you go to a rock and roll person and play them like an old school song, they probably going to still be in it, you know? So I don't know, man. I don't know. But anyway, rock and roll don't at me. All right. That is Ben Garden playing Don't At Me on the Aftermath coming through. Yeah. I can get with some of the answers. I can totally get that. I can totally get this last one as well because I'm with you. A lot of some of the stuff that I hear now, I'm just kind of like, eh, I don't really understand what you're saying. And it sounds like I'm saying I'm hearing the same song on the radio every three and a half minutes. Uh, so mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to age well either. So I totally get that part. Yeah. But you know what? Because, uh, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I want, I want to hear you but you know what, what? Oh, I was just really going to start wrapping up the show, so you go ahead. Oh, yeah. No, I was going to say uh, with that, um, yeah, man, because it's just like, you know, like I can listen to an old Beatles song, you know what I mean? And that's just like, it's, it's still golden to me, like still golden, still great. You know, everybody can even resonate that. Or even, forget the Beatles, uh, just with Jefferson Airplane or just even Neil Young or... Or, uh, man, just, just so many people, so many, like, of course, you got your Black Sabbath and your, your Slayer and your, um, you know, you got your uh, your Metallicas and stuff like that. And, you know, it's just, I don't know, man, that that just resonates. You know, it always just, just goes through. But then the, the hip-hop, I don't know, man. I just, I don't even know why. But, you know, it is what it is. Cool. I think once we start, I think once hip-hop, like, begins to, like, if it could, like, morph into something, because I'm always interested in morphing, you know, how they did back in the day at Run DMC and, um, and Aerosmith, um, like, morphing the two genres together in a way, like, a very genuine way. Um, because for me, I feel like, I know people do live shows, but when hip-hop can, like, really start having, like, live bands, you know, like they used to do back in the day, you know, with the soul music mm-hmm. and stuff, because that stands the test of time, too, you know, like the old soul music to this day, you know, um, and so I feel like if, if, if there was a way, I know artists do it, but there was a way to start fusing it. Like the internet, they're really good at that. That's what they're a great band. If, and they can probably stand the test of time, honestly. Um, <clears throat> you know, I feel like when more bands start including those live instrumentations like we did back in the day, then I feel like we'll, we'll, we, it, could, it could stand the test of time, you know, because, you know, it's just nothing like that real music. You know, it's nothing like a real bass uh, line coming from a bass, you know, with the Temptations, there's nothing like, you know, hearing the guitar and hearing all the instruments that you're hearing in the in the record being a real instrument. You know what I'm saying? Because that's just that's just real and genuine. The real will always, uh, you know, the real will always uh, last the test of time, in my opinion. But that's that on that. You know. Thank you, guys. Cool. Ben, I got two more questions for you. One. Okay, cool. Have you learned the Have you learned the words to Boys and Men yet? What? Have you learned any of the words to any of the Boys and Men songs yet? Uh. Are we still Are we still listening? Not learned. Words? Okay. I, I, I don't no. listen. I, but I'll make love to you. 
Like you want me to And I'll hold you tight I don't know the, don't know the verses though <laughs> So you at least got the chorus part now I always got the chorus now Okay cool And the last question I want to ask you is Have you gone out to protest? Nah man So We all got We all have our different purposes On this earth You know what I'm saying We all got different Ways of protest, you know what I mean? And honestly, that's just not my way of doing it. <clears throat> like I said, again, I respect everybody's expression of how they do stuff. But, you know, for me, I feel like being an intelligent black man is a protest enough. You know what I mean? Because on some real stuff, man, I'm going I'm to I'm I'm be real with you. Most of the jobs I've had, there's like at least one person, you know, that you just got to be like, yo, like, I know you might think I'm an idiot, but dog, I will I will curse you out every day, all day, bro, and I am. So don't try me. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> and I feel like for me, man, I'm staying true to myself, and I'm definitely educating everybody that I can, uh, whether it's by cursing them out or it's by just, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, no, because cursing people out, because sometimes people feel like, they can do what they want to do, or you're not going to react to them or something like that. And when you finally cur- – and, and I don't know why this happens, but when you finally – and I don't, I don't encourage this at all. I don't think I do. But I do. I encourage when you finally, you know, Oh, okay. Well, there you go. But, you know, if, when you finally curse that person out, man, it changes the whole relationship because they're like, oh, my God, I didn't know you were going to come at me like this. I need to start, you know, chilling a little bit. And then – and then you also got to be consistent. It's like, it's like conditioning, right? You got to be consistent. So they might, and they, they don't know, you know what I'm saying? They might not know what they're doing is wrong. So you got to consistently curse them out until they get it. And then they'll finally respect you. You know what I mean? And so that's my, that's my whole protest every day, man, because, yes, going out in the streets and stuff, yeah, you know, but for me, I like to attack everything right at the root um, and right and, and directly. With the protest, I, I, I'm not sure what the solution is per se, um, but I know that there needs to be a solution, and I feel like that once we find out what the solutions are, then we need to take actions on those solutions. You know what I mean? After all this protest and stuff is done, you know, at the end of the day, I want people to be safe, man, because COVID-19 is real, Shawty. Let me tell y'all that. I know people personally who have gotten sick by it, you know what I mean? Maybe even died by it, you know, I just don't know yet. They may have, but I know personally they've gotten sick. And so, yes, protest, go out and do your thing. But here's the thing, Charlotte, the first thing they tell you about COVID-19 is don't gather around in large groups, you know what I mean? So the first thing I I don't want to see is people going out there protesting and doing all this stuff, you know what I'm saying? And then they may bring that stuff back home to their families, different people, and then we decrease the population and we getting sick or whatever. I mean, maybe they may catch it and get immune to it, but I don't know. But it's just like we don't want to spread that anymore so we can have a second wave of the coronavirus, and then we got to stay at home all day. They're already giving out curfews. You know what I'm saying? They're already starting to put the you know, military or whatever on the streets, the police with a strong force. And for me, I'm like this. If we do all that and whatever we want, because we still got to figure what that is, you know, equal, equal rights, of course, but, you know, specifically, then that would be worth the sacrifice if we can get what we want out of it. But if we still got to make some efforts and do some stuff to get it, even when we're on the streets and, and, and 
possibly, uh, you know, getting into, uh, getting this virus or whatnot, then I feel like we just got to play it safe. You know what I mean? Let's play it safe, man. Like, just, just don't, just, just watch out, man. Just be careful. When you, when you want to, when you want to do something like protest or when you see injustice, there are different ways of attacking it. And like I said, the best way to do anything is first to be safe and make sure that you in doing this will not be negatively impacted by doing this. And if you know that you, you will be negatively impacted uh, by whatever the case is going on, then you have to make sure that it's worth that sacrifice. You know, you got to make sure it's worth you dying for, you know what I mean? Because death is, 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 is real and it's the end. So I would definitely die to my last breath cursing out anybody personally who disrespects me or anybody else. I will die on that hill. I don't care who you are, Shawty. If I'm, if I, I remember one time I was on the subway. I kid you not. And I saw this guy. He was like yelling at this this lady, yelling at this woman. I don't know why, but he was calling her the, all the words in the in the uh, 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 specific vocabulary, calling all that kind of stuff. And man, I got so enraged. I was like, "Yo, you need to stop yelling." Now I'm, I'm yelling at him. I'm like, "Yo, you need to stop." You know, I'm going at him, and finally he calmed down. And for me, it's like, damn, Ben, like, why are you getting so riled up? Because I don't like seeing injustice. That's what it is. So, like I said, man, we just got to make sure that we're protesting every day, you know, because this whole stuff that is going on, I don't mean to go on a tangent, but I'm going to end it right here. All this racial stuff that's going on, you know, it, it, it's been going on. You know what I'm saying? It's been going on since the silver, since forever, you know, it's been going on. And so I feel like, we all got to make sure we take our protests into our daily lives because we're being attacked in our daily lives. We're being attacked by, you know, uh, not getting certain jobs because they want to pit Bobby over uh, Shaniqua. You know what I'm saying? We're getting attacked, you know, when they want to say, oh, you got to have this kind of income to be in this place. You know what I mean? We're being attacked when they don't, like, supply the stuff we need for the education system, you know, for the, for the people to get their proper education and stuff like that. Like, we're already being attacked in all these mediums, you know what I mean? And in and, uh, and education, you know what I'm saying? In education, it's not – it's just my parents – my mom works in education. My sister does too, and it, 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 I don't know what's going on, you know, and I don't know why we can't get why – why some people, some, I guess, counties or whatever just can't get that part right. But we're being attacked every day of our lives, and we got to make sure that we're doing what we can to do to take care of those things because after protesting, they still can give us these jobs. My whole thing is, man, we got to play that white man's game. Uh, one thing that I really want to do when I have kids one day is definitely start off teaching them about uh, stocks because stocks is the best, is, is one of the ways to get money. I'm telling you, it surprised me when I invested in it. Yes, I did invest in weed stocks, and yes, I did profit. Uh, enough to, to, to buy some stuff with it, and I feel great about that. You know what I mean? Teaching them about credit, you know what I mean? Making sure that our, our young ones know about credit, because I didn't figure that out until after the fact. You know, when I was trying to get my car fixed with a payment plan, they said, oh, you can't because you don't have nothing in your credit. We see your student loans, but that's it, you know? So we got to talk about building that credit up, you know? Once we start talking about those things, then we can somewhat be a little bit more educated on I'm going to just say the white man's game. You know what I'm saying? Because they don't want to create all this stuff. You know, it's that system, honestly, uh, even though we built most of it. Uh, but that's what I'm saying. It's just like that's the game that they play, and we just got to make sure we stay educated to stay one one foot above, one step above what they're doing. Because uh, there, there, there's free money out here, and with the government, take advantage of the government. If you need to get your food stamps, get those food stamps, Charlie. 
The government owes you that. You know what I'm saying? If you gotta do that in unemployment, go ahead and get the unemployment, Charlie. I mean, don't don't let like statistics and all that stuff get get you down. Get that unemployment. Do everything you can to make sure you can keep your family together because you know the, the black family is the one thing that we definitely got to make sure we keep intact. You know what I'm saying? Because like I say, you can protest all day, but we got to make sure that our families are intact. That's why I say, you know, if you want to go out, it's cool, but COVID-19 is real. You know what I'm saying? So if you go out and catch it, you can, you can possibly bring it back to your family. Protect your family, man. You know what I'm saying? Protect your family. Make sure they're educated and stuff like that so they can be a vessel to go out and do their own protest in their own way. Uh, anyway, so I'm going to just end it on that. No one is tangent about that. But uh, nah, man, I'm not. I'm not going out there. I'm not catching COVID-19, shot. I'm not even putting myself in a position to, you know what I mean. But you know, I definitely do uh, pray for everybody who's out there. Stay safe. Um, just please, just just stay safe, man. And I don't like these curfews. These curfews out here, man. It's the beginning. You know what I'm saying? It's the beginning, dog. Like if they start pushing these curfews on a daily basis, yo, I'm gonna be so upset, shawty. You know. So anyway, that's it. <laughs> so upset because you know it's just like i don't like being told what to do man oh you gotta be inside by 9 p.m i'm the type of person i stay outside just because they told me i had to be in 9 p.m you know what i mean and i I don't want none of that whatever the consequences are that come so i'm just like just what just honestly man just go home man just go home shawty like just go home we all gonna chill and let them not give us these curfews and let's take the battle somewhere else so that they don't have a reason to try to oppress us even more, man. They already oppressing us and stuff like that, man. They already, you know, shooting us on a on a uh, shooting us, and we seeing it, putting their knees in our necks and stuff like that, man. I ain't even trying to give them a reason to, but you know what though? We got to attack them where it hurts, and we got to figure out what that is. And once we hey, do, money. man, you know what I'm wow. saying? Hey, hey, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But I'm gonna keep that to myself because I don't want to start a whole nother uh, tangent. About that, but yeah, you gotta you gotta follow that money, man. You gotta take that money, man, and you gotta get your money too. At the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? Get your not not by, illegally. I mean, honestly, get your money, man. You know what I'm saying? As long as you ain't hurting nobody, nobody ain't dying from it. Get your money, man, because these people they gonna do whatever they can to take it from you. Keep yourself smart and get your money. That's 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 all I'm saying on that. Wow. Wow. Okay. Whew. Okay. That was a lot. But I asked for that. I know. That was awesome. I love yeah. it, though. <laughs> so, you know, this has been great. This has been amazing. Uh, this is a lot of information. I didn't know about you. I've been knowing you for a while. This has been, you know, just really informative. Um, your story so far is amazing. I think a lot of people will, you know, really find it interesting and, you know, inspiring from different facets. So thank you for even coming on the show, agreeing with us very late in the day yesterday to even do this with us um, on behalf of everybody at the radio show and the aftermath. We really appreciate it. Um, but before you go, can you tell everybody who is at the house being safe, making smart decisions, where they can find you online or where they can find you so they can follow you and keep up with you? Yes. Uh, like I said, I have the website, melodicmonster.com. Um, M-E-L-O-D-I-C-M-O-N-S-T-E-R.com. Um, you can find the video and different links to the uh, social media. And if you want to go, excuse me, if you want the website to go directly to the video, to the, to the album, bengarden.bandcamp.com. 
B E N G A R D E N dot B A N D C A M P dot com. And you can check me out there. Um, and like I said, uh, whew, hold on, I don't know, one last thought I have in my head. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, you can check, catch me on Instagram, uh, Twitter, at Melodic Monster. You can catch me there as well. Cool. Well, uh, we're going to, you know, do all the post-production stuff, and then we'll share the link with you um, so that you can share it with your fans, and we'll share it with all of our fans and, you know, just really get this out there. So, you know, we'll just see what's next for for Ben Carson. I mean, oh, gosh, he must be talking on TV. Uh, ben Carson. That's my government name. my government name. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even go say anything about it. I was just going to keep going. <laughs> I, I had to get rid of that, going. man. I had to, okay. man. Like, you already know. <laughs> I was going to keep going and be like, you know, the hood the hood surgical dude was on TV. I was just going to keep going with that. Um, <laughs> but Ben Gardner, <laughs> um, we really mm-hmm. appreciate it. Um, this has been fun. And, you know, I feel like you're a new friend of the show. So, you know, whenever you want to drop in and just let us know what's going on with you, please don't hesitate. We'd love to have you back on. Um, 16, you got anything else to add? Well, no, um, I'll just tell everybody to make sure and find them on social media. Uh, the podcast will be available. Um, actually, you know, usually these Aftermath shows, they drop the day after, but for my man Ben, this is actually going to be available uh, later on this afternoon. We're going to drop that. So make sure you check us out, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you consume it, we're there because we're all over the place. Perfect. We yes, love sir. you. And I want to say you. Thank, you. thank you guys for uh for inviting me out here, you know, for letting me, uh, you know, converse with you guys, Tiki Blue 16. It was really an honor to talk to you guys. Uh, oh, yeah. And like I said, again, if you guys want to get any uh, stickers or buttons, just uh, email MelodicMonsterBand uh, at gmail.com. Do a shipping address. And if you want to be a part of that newsletter, MelodicMonsterBand uh, at gmail.com. You can ship it there, too. So thank you, guys. Yes, sir. Ben Garden coming through. On the aftermath. Appreciate your time, brother. Thank you. That about wraps it up for me. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. That's a, that's a new episode of the aftermath, brought to you by the radio show Ben Garden. I'm Tiki Boo. That's M16. We're gonna see you guys later. Yes, we will. Oh, Tiki, before we exit stage left all the way here, I just want to remind everybody that. There will be uh, some other bonus episodes coming up within the next week. And don't forget our live show on Tuesday, 8 o'clock, blogtalkradio.com slash it's the radio show. Please check us out. And we're all over social media. So give us a shout out. Nice. And all the different platforms. You can hear us on Apple, uh, Google, Spotify, TuneIn, uh, what you say, Switcher? Stitcher. Stitcher Radio. Stitcher. Any any day yeah. now we'll be on Pandora too. So we're all over the place. So if you're not listening, there's no excuse. And we're trying to get this Alexa skills set up so we can be on Alexa as well. We coming. We we getting things done. Yes. Video coming soon, all that good stuff. So we appreciate y'all yes. a whole bunch. All right. Thanks for checking out the radio show, The Aftermath. Out. <laughs>